You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Calling Facebook a utility would only make things worse by Susan Crawford. Facebook is massive. Six million advertisers use Facebook's vast data holdings to perfectly target ads reaching more than 1.4 billion daily and 2.1 billion monthly active users amounting to almost 40% of the global internet population. That enormous user base forms a castle wall around Facebook's core ad business because few other companies can promise the same level of return for ad spends. It's trendy this month to call on the U.S. government to rein in Facebook, but the government doesn't quite know how to treat the giant blue-branded company. Is it a media conglomerate or a platform? One phrase that keeps being tossed around, Facebook should be treated like a utility. The idea is that the use of Facebook has become effectively essential to modern life, and therefore it should be regulated just like water or electricity. Let's get this right. Facebook is not a utility. It is an app. It may be a dominant app. It may even be exercising monopoly power unfairly. But it is not a utility, and muddying the definitional waters this way will only help the real utilities like Comcast, Spectrum, AT&T, Verizon, and CenturyLink Avoid genuine oversight. Utilities are things, physical networks, that public utility commissions regulate. Electric, gas, communications, water, and wastewater mostly. These commissions typically ensure that utilities provide reasonably priced, adequate, and efficient services to customers, while allowing the companies involved to recover their costs plus a fair return to their investors. These physical networks are considered to be affected with the public interest. They often have franchises from the government that give them benefits like special rights of access to rights of way in exchange for their promises to serve. Companies selling access to the internet over their existing lines were on the list until about 2004. After a brief deregulatory swerve, the FCC put them back on the list in 2015. President Franklin D. Roosevelt specifically marked communications services as a utility in 1934 when he recommended the creation of the Federal Communication Commission. I have long felt that for the sake of clarity and effectiveness, the relationship of the federal government to certain services known as utilities should be divided into three fields, transportation, power, and communications, he wrote. FDR knew about utilities. 
He had been attacked by the electrical companies when he pointed out their lies and falsehoods and persuaded Congress to pass laws breaking up electrical trusts and requiring public utility commissions to actually serve the public interest when regulating electricity. Now, Facebook is providing a service to its users, subscribers, and customers, those 6 million advertisers. But, at least in America, it is not also providing the physical transport networks that carry Facebook messages. People can hashtag delete Facebook and still live respectively. It's much harder to do that without basic transport, power, communications, water, and sewer services. Because Facebook is not a physical, tangible network and is not on the same level of necessity as a real utility, it isn't one. What is it, though? I think of Facebook as a kind of cable TV channel, an interactive ESPN of friends and connections. It has lots of clout and lots of content for each user that no other network would necessarily have. And Facebook has a secret strength that ESPN doesn't. People love being connected to their friends, and they'd all have to decamp en masse and join another network to make you feel just as connected. This network-based exclusivity is a major source of Facebook's appeal for advertisers and users alike. Is Facebook using that dominance unfairly? It's hard to say. And it might be an unwise use of government resources to mount a years-long antitrust claim against the company. Like ESPN, which has lost a bunch of subscribers disillusioned with either the NFL, the high price of sports bundles, or both, Facebook is gradually losing its power in America. People in their 20s aren't enthusiastic about it. Users are slowly spending less time on its platform each day, and its image has been further damaged by the Cambridge Analytica fallout, which may cause some of its major advertising clients to spend less on ads. On the other hand, Facebook is not going away quickly. At the end of last month, Moffat Nathanson pointed out that Sheryl Sandberg had said that Facebook's top 200 advertisers make up less than 25% of the company's advertising. So even if a few big advertising names do exit, there are 6 million reasons for the company to keep making money. And even if Americans overcome the emotional switching costs of exiting, the burden and sadness of no longer being able to see pictures of their friends' kids, for example, there is enormous headroom remaining for Facebook in China and India, where the markets are huge and a lower percentage of people are online. So perhaps some form of word should be adopted in America governing what Facebook tells its users about its business model and how Facebook treats their data. I'm confident that those words will make it harder, paradoxically, for smaller businesses to do what Facebook does. Large companies always find a way to wield behavioral, non-structural regulations so as to serve their interest and doom potential competitors. But the real evil here would be to put Facebook on the same regulatory plane as Comcast, Spectrum, AT&T, Verizon, and CenturyLink. Those five companies would like nothing more than for everyone on Capitol Hill to confuse the two spheres of application and carrier and try to pass some special broadly worded legislation ineffectively covering net neutrality and privacy for both worlds. Why? Because then the carriers could stave off the greater risk, from their perspective, of being regulated as utilities under existing communications law. That labeling was what the Obama FCC called for in 2015, and what the Trump FCC has reversed. But the law is still there and ready to be used by the next administration. We need to hang on to the power to use that statute when the pendulum swings back towards reasonableness. Go ahead, fulminate about Facebook, but don't consider utility regulation as a fix. You'll only be helping those other guys. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. 
Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.